Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, episode 475. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter, where you talk, talk pro wrestling with all of you guys. We're going to have some fun here tonight with me uh, from the uh, Papa Lunchbox Command Center in Lunchbox, PA, is Papa Lunchbox. Hey, young man, that is true. I am coming to you from my secret skull-shaped location, uh, which is uh, in a secret place that I can't tell you about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also with us from Poughkeepsie, New York, he is the mad one, the man all about the Twitters, uh, reviewing things at 2 in the morning, and that's okay. Somebody's awake at that time on some coast. It's Mad Mike. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, Sorg, and if it's 5 o'clock, people are going to be reading my tweets about wrestling. There you go, there you go. And also with us, I, I'm not sure if I did his title right. He might also be Mad Mike now that I'm looking at it. Uh, he's the man that uh, talked to talk to the tough enough guy uh, over on KDK. He's our friend of the mainstream media. Yeah, he's Mad Mike, too. I, I'm going to fix that, too. What's up, Matt Carlins? I don't want to be Mad Mike. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to be me. You're pal in the mainstream media, the one who brings you mainstream goodness, like a nice little interview with uh, tough enough finalist Don Arner. Mm-hmm. Go to KDK.com and check it out. Right, we're, plug. Back to you, Sorg. We're going to be talking about that Ring of Honor and uh, Tough Enough tonight for those of us that did get an opportunity to watch it. And uh, so much more pro wrestling news. Check out things at Wrestling Mayhem. Oh, wait. Damn it. I even <laughs> forgot to go down the line. We have a friend in the studio. First time on the show. Chance. He's Chance Second. Chance underscore Second on the Twitters. He does art things. I do. And it's... I enticed him into the studio with pizza. He did. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. Like this entire situation that we've got going on. Um, <laughs> no, like, you're, you're somebody. He may not let you leave. That's right. That, that, that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't shown you. Here, I'll just show you where Sawtooth lives. Um, oh. Hey, over there by all the sharp objects. Hey, we got new clippers, Will. Just a heads up on that side. Production note. Um, Do not set them on the chair. <laughs> Is that Sawtooth how those- gets a little excited. Is that how those broke? Um, anyways, but no, Chance here is, uh, is somebody that is, uh, I mean, we, we run in the same circles. Yeah, I'm and sort he, of nebulous. Right, um, right, right. I, what? Nebulous? I'm sort, of, I'm sort of connected to what you've been talking about. I go yeah. to the IWC shows. Right. Um, I know a couple of people that have been doing pro wrestling. I've done pro wrestling myself for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, WWE. TNA, kind of just to laugh at it and watch EC3. That's about <laughs> um, it. As, 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 that sounds like everybody else on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you'll but, fit in quite well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you'll 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 be fine. No, Chance was a guy that like when we're at like social media shindigs and stuff, like like you know the real people things that happen around here. Uh, he's the one who's like oh, somebody I can talk about wrestling with. I need uh, to talk about wrestling with somebody because my <laughs> my life is just I do uh, freelance art, comic art, and uh, I'm basically sitting at a desk my mm-hmm. entire life. So when I can go somewhere, there's a bunch of Twitter people. I uh, naturally latch on to Mike because. Mike's probably seen TNA, and he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're the we're the connection. We're the ships and sea. And, Mike uh, knows what Ken yeah. Anderson is and how weird it is. They still on television. Yeah. And then sooner or later, sooner or later, somebody comes over to the two two massive the, individuals that are just talking about wrestling, and they're trying to get involved. And it's just, yeah, it, it's always like a little girl too. Like yeah, it seems like why are we? We always find like the smallest, skinniest little girl that that comes over. And is like, hi guys, what are you up to? Yeah, and trying then, to, the, the, <laughs> like, that's always a graphic designer, dude. Trying to network and trying to figure out what what our deal is, and and they're so confused by us. God bless her. Just, <laughs> just trying to get in on it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. He's my he's my uh, 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 he's my networking wingman sometimes. But anyways, uh, but this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Check us out at wrestlingmayhemshow.com, and uh, you can subscribe to us on the social medias wherever that may be, especially Twitter at Mayhem Show, or uh, on on uh, subscribe to the show itself on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. We're putting more of the random shows on. Yes, Spreaker, which means some of them will come up. We had a request to get stuff, some more of our stuff on iHeartRadio, so we're trying to do that. It's going to take us a few weeks to get mid- Midweek War and uh, the, the, the Raw wrap-up on there as well. So, uh, And we, we had a pretty good response from people on Spreaker and iHeartRadio, so really good to see that. And uh, we're looking forward to expanding that out. You can also drop us a line yourself at 412 You know what? I'll let you have that. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or the phone number at 412 did, did I do it wrong? No, no LB, you did it just fine. You did it good. You did good. I, I don't know why I just see your head now. Now, now that now the head room went the other way. Oh, straight. It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no feedback tonight because the computer completely crapped the bed. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> so we're we're gonna have some fixing this week. Um. Anyways. Uh. But no. Please go contact us. Join us here live. Live.wrestlingmamshow.com. And you can watch me lose my freaking mind when a computer catch the fire basically uh as it did during boss battle earlier um uh, no i just i just say that because i burnt myself because the imac on the top is very very hot anyways uh this is these are the scars of podcasting not just the emotional ones. Um, so tonight, um, I'll also check out patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show. Uh, our good friends have been supporting us since the very beginning. Zero 2K over at the wrestling revolution.com and as well as our friend at pay. So I will do this. Diggity! So let's get into it. First of all, tough. Oh, I'm lightheaded. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, too, it's too hot to do up. that down here. Um, woof. I want to, okay, I want to, thankfully I have not watched this programming. There's so much to talk about. Tough enough just went off air uh, before this. Uh, some of us as they didn't see it because some of us are busy podcasting other things. Thankfully, we have two experts of different angles of Tough Enough tonight to tell us exactly what we're going to check out when it's on Hulu or whatever the heck they're going to put it on tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I, I guess first of all, I think we should go with Matt Carlin's first here. Uh, Matt, you uh, a certain topic popped up uh, that you were kind of attached to in the mainstream. 
Which topic was that? Okay. I'm, I'm overcome with emotions. Sorg, I, 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 miss, I miss him already. He's, he's got voted off. He didn't even last a week. Wait, wait, by the way, um, we are going to provide full spoilers for Tough Enough. Yeah, that's a heads up. I mean, everybody's going to check this yeah. out on Wednesday, so there's no reason for us not to spoil at this point. If you're joining us live, uh, we don't do a wrestling show before this, so hopefully you got to check out Tough Enough. Check us on the time slip, something like that. Uh, so, 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 Mr. Collins, you did talk to the only uh, of the 40 finalists uh, that from Pittsburgh that made it to Tough Enough. That's right. I talked to uh, Don Arner. Um, who is an independent wrestler here in the uh, Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling under the name Cassidy Stone, who I believe for PWX uh, and also for some other organizations. Who is who was trained by uh, Chris Larusso, who we've had um, a couple months ago actually on the Indie Mayhem show. Uh, great interview. He was here in studio, um, and he's been doing a little bit with uh, Ring of Honor himself uh, here and there. So uh, a good so so check that out, and, and maybe we'll get a little insight into him from his trainer. So, but anyways. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah, anyway, so Don's like really new, um, really, <laughs> really fresh to the business. He only debuted in 2013, uh, but like every single human being in Pittsburgh, seemingly, uh, he made a tough enough audition video, and I guess they liked what they saw because they jumped right on it and, uh, they gave him a call right back and told him to, uh, do a phone interview. He did the phone interview. He said it, that's what he thought really really went well for him and then uh the next thing you know he got called down to be one of these 40 finalists out of eleven thousand people he was one of those 40 um boys and girls who got invited down to orlando that's uh that's pretty impressive uh, 11, so he did something right Eleven thousand people including all of us on the show <laughs> i think all of us sent in videos i, I actually did not he beat I, I know i'm not tough enough that, that's not a question I need to answer. I know we sent a Sawtooth Willie one in, right? Yeah, Sawtooth did, in fact, send in a video. That's, that's right. true. I sent my own. I didn't share it too much. But uh, Bobby, I don't think he did, but he should have. I thought he did. I, I think, no, we, we submitted it for him, didn't we? Did we submit it for him? I don't think we're illegally he did, allowed to. He did a video. Uh, well, uh, you know. Alas. Yeah, we did it anyways. <laughs> Can you send Vines? They just said not over 60 seconds, but they didn't say under <laughs> six. They had no exactly. no qualification about having under like seven seconds. <laughs> I should have just sent a gif of me doing this. <laughs> All right, look at this we'll smile. Look at we'll this smile, huh? Huh? <laughs> All right. So I mean, it, it, um, anyway, just to put a bow on this uh, yeah. talk I had with Don, uh, basically, um, he survived the first night, but he he was showing signs of like concussion-like symptoms, but he didn't end up having a concussion, but because of the medical protocols that WWE has in place, even showing signs of a concussion, even when you're not diagnosed with a concussion, is enough to push you on the shelf for a day or two, and since they're doing, like, what, a three-day tryout down there, that was enough to knock him out of the competition. But the good news is that he got invited back for another tryout uh, coming up in September, so good luck to Don. And uh, hopefully he'll have a chance to really sharpen some of his uh, skills because I know when he goes to that tryout in September, there will be actual professional wrestlers there and not mostly bodybuilders and fitness models and the like. Um, <laughs> so, so, and with that, and go check out the article. It's, in, it's linked in the uh, – we've linked it on all of our social media today, uh, tagging our good friend Matt Carlin's over there, of course. Uh, but uh, uh, a really good write-up. And you actually – I didn't get to listen to it, but you actually have a phone call with him posted on there as well? Did I get that right? Yeah, we talked. We talked for about thirty minutes on the phone. We were, we were only supposed to talk for like ten or ten minutes or so, but uh, Don's got the gift of gab. 
uh, which probably has a lot to do with the fact that um, YWWE might have been interested in him. Uh, but he had a lot of interesting things to say. Great story about um, when he was just completely gassed during one of these drills and locking eyes with Booker T. And mm-hmm. Booker T basically telling him, you know, you better get up, sucker, or you're gone, you're out of here. And Don having like, <laughs> harness the will to get up. That would probably get me up off the mat, too. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. Booker T yelling at me would probably get it done. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had some good stories to tell from down there. It sounds like it was a really interesting and positive experience for him. Good, good, good. So, of course, Tough Enough happened tonight. The very first episode is going to be very awkward since it's right before this show. And I, and I say that a lot of us are, are usually recording podcasts going into it. So I don't know if we're going to cover it necessarily every week. Maybe we'll end up, if you guys are up for it, uh, some of you guys doing the uh, wrap-up for it, uh, like we've done with Total Divas and such. But how was the first episode? Obviously, there's a different format than any of them before, it sounds like, with the live elements. And I was wondering how much of it would be live and how much would be pre-taped i don't know how you could fill an hour with live stuff of people taking bumps uh well no one has taken a bump yet on the show um it was about i'd say it was about 60 40 with 40 being the live stuff and 60 being pre-taped okay which Hmm. isn't too bad uh it started off we got intros of everyone uh and i have a feeling a lot of the intro because there's a lot of people to introduce right Uh, you have Jericho and Renee Young, you have the three judges, you have um, all 12 competitors. I, I assume they're going to have an intro when they all come out after the uh, a lot of the pre-taped segments. But they did a lot of cardio training, uh, a lot of cardio and physical challenges. And unsurprisingly, the, the one guy who's like a, a slim, petite MMA fighter was kicking ass, and all the big muscled-up meatheads were not doing so mm-hmm. it's a pretty typical lesson going on there right mm-hmm. so yeah it, it, and uh there's a lot of uh manufactured drama as there always is on reality shows okay. uh, it wasn't total divas level bad but it was pretty bad uh <laughs> it, it, it was interesting let's, Mike, let's talk about the girl who wants to go home except she doesn't want to go home oh yeah she doesn't want to go home but she wants to go home um, Diana, I believe her name is. I, I have the whole. You're right, Diana. Diana, Diana this stuff for uh, from the app. So, Diana is newly engaged and had like an emotional breakdown during the first episode. It was like, I want to go home. Where's my fiance? Where, 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 where? It was adorable, you know. And and she also claimed she injured her groin. What? Yet did the yes yeah, they they because the first night. Of course, with all of those people together, they all went out to a club, except for two guys who just stayed at home and watched the network. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is the, did they really say? Did they say that in the hot oh. tub? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and oh. they went in the hot tub too. Um, it was. Um, I can't believe I know their names already. Zizi and Patrick were in the hot tub together. Oh, Patrick geez. looks like a uh, just like their color. He looks like a leaner Shelton Benjamin, um, and Zizi looks like. Bray Wyatt's third cousin. Uh, Wait, ZZ one one f him. His name's ZZ, and uh, and well, uh, right, he's wearing he's wearing Zamoraya. Is he his trying? Is, why is he dressed like Jimmy Snuka in the eighties? He's from he's from the Bayou. Sword. Oh, oh, it's the he's Bayou from guy. some other reality show. He does some other reality show with the with the Gators. Mm-hmm. Sword. Basically, picture Bobby Boucher from the movie The Water Boy, and instead of him trying out for football. He tried that for wrestling. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Is, yeah. this, is this uh, Joshua I'm looking at that looks like a white Roman Reigns complete with the pursed lips? Uh, he was in the bottom three tonight. Oh, no. He was in the bottom three tonight because he literally was a blank slate. <laughs> um, I, I, Matt, did you pick up anything about him? No, not much. I, mean, I, he I has noticed hair? his exquisitely long hair jumped out at <laughs> me. But of all the blank slates, Hank was the blankest of all. Oh. Um, and he was in the bottom three also. So you had Hank and ZZ and with Josh, right? Yes. And the reason ZZ was in the bottom three was because ZZ couldn't drag his bag across the football field during the cardio challenge. Because uh, I don't think ZZ gets on the treadmill very often, Sorg. It's not looking good for him. No, no. He doesn't look like he's got much going on there. Although I will say ZZ has the most dynamic personality of the lot. Which is probably the reason that, because I was live tweeting this on at Mayhem Show, and uh, there were a lot of people supporting ZZ. Oh, well, a lot of people talk, supporting ZZ. He talks funny. He wears a Hawaiian shirt, but like, like, all right, I'll say this right now. Um, when I was talking to Don Arner, I asked him to pick, you know, a couple guys that he thinks will win this thing, and the first name out of his mouth was Tanner, and like Tanner not only smoked him on the field in the cardio. But he's got personality, too. He was all cocky about it. He was good. Tanner's yeah. really good. And if he gets beaten, it will be an upset. He looks like the winner in the clubhouse right now already. Yeah, the, the two winners I put up, because there's going to be a male and a winner, I, I put this out there, uh, Tanner and Sarah Lee. They seem like uh, the standouts for me so far. I mean, Grant, no one's taking a single bump. So based on what you can judge by that. Based uh, on non-wrestling aspects. Who's going to be the next WWE star, right? Well, like cardio and conditioning and personality-wise, I mean, you know, everything changes once you take that first back bump and you accidentally yeah. hit your head. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'll be interesting. And there were no uh, previews for next week that I saw, right, Matt? I didn't see any, did you? Oh, he's a good I, I don't think... Could they? Sorry about that. The show has already been canceled. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, but really, Just scrap the whole thing immediately. But really, could they? Because um, the, the way they're doing it, like I, I mean, everything that they are, they've shown has basically been filmed and put together within the last week, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they've a little, been periscoping a lot of stuff too. Yeah, I know. I I see them pop up all the time on Periscope. Have you guys been following them on Periscope, watching some of that? I know you guys were commenting on some of the stuff that's going on uh, after the show tonight. It is, it, have you been following that? And if so, has that been enhancing your kind of experiment, experience with the show? Is it better than, uh, what was the other one? Uh, tout? Is it better than Tout? Anything's better than Tout. Well, let's be honest, yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, start following them, just mm-hmm. because I'm interested in the show. But I gotta say, uh, the after show uh, which is on the network, uh, Talking Tough, hosted by The Miz. Are you serious? That, is that's it, what is you it, gotta watch. Wait, wait, wait. Is it, is it Talking Dead? Is it Talking Dead style? It's Talking, it's talking it, it's Tough. It's yeah. Tough Talk. It's Tough, tough Talk. talk. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, you, somebody was hosted by The Miz. Somebody was tweeting. tweeting that shit's good. Somebody was tweeting earlier that it needs to be like a Talking Dead style show after Raw. Which is really kind of what we do, but anyways, I was say, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay, no. Well, they used to do post shows. They did used to do Fallout shows and stuff after like all of those, and then they're like, yeah, no. Um, so because really, who's going to watch that? Yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing to watch them do the line. I want somebody that has no stake in this to let me know what they thought of Raw tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, as 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 entertaining as Otunga and Corey Graves make it, 
um, for the pre-show at least. They, there's actually some fun stuff there, although super awkward with MGK on the phone this week uh, during that. And I don't <laughs> oh, know how man. many times Otunga got really annoying by reminding us he's a lawyer, um, for instance, which is usually not that bad. But but that, that trio really works out well. But Well, uh, Sork, if, if we wanted someone to do a post-Raw uh, like like wrap-up show... I hear John Stewart's going to need a job in a month or so. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can get him yeah, for I cheap. mean, that would be fun. I mean. <laughs> the nightly show. The nightly uh, wrestling show. You know, wouldn't it be amazing if he's leaving to basically just do a show on WWE Network? Or if he's leaving to be the Raw General Manager. <laughs> could you imagine that? He could. That? Yeah, he, he could. could. He could you imagine that. that. You know, there was on, on another podcast just about like cord cutting and TV and everything. They, they put this idea, because I think Bill Simmons is being courted for something like this, oh, yeah. about doing like a Glenn Beck style, like his own digital network thing play. Like, and I was like, you know, what if they just make that? He's on WWE Network. Or even have Jon Stewart on there like they did with um, uh, Jerry Springer, which obviously Jerry Springer spent like a day and did an entire season that of, was... of that uh, Too Hot for TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, the WWE Network could definitely use a lot more original programming. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember I was there for like the first six months, and then I don't know if anything's really... Has anything really blown up on there? Like, I know Legends House well, is other actually... Than, other than NXT, really. Yeah. I think NXT is the thing making people keep their subscriptions for the most part. But the thing about NXT is that you can also get that on Hulu. And that, right. that was my but deal. But not the fallouts. You're right. That's where it gets you. You're right. And right now, honestly, the, sh- the week the week show has kind of fallen off because now they have regular pay-per-views. Yeah. It feels like they're not putting as much effort into that. And plus being kind of subdued by this whole uh, uh, Kevin Owens, John Stewart, or oh, yeah. John Stewart, geez, uh, John Cena thing. Yeah. Kevin Owens, John Stewart, make it happen, WWE. <laughs> Let's do this. Kevin Owens is definitely like the most entertaining part of Fallout. Like, yeah. I'm just going to say that as a statement. Like he was more entertaining than or Fallout Takeover. I'm sorry, Fallout's the other Takeover, thing. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, like um, the MGK thing. I think we just touched on it for a half a second. I don't yeah. know if you guys touched about talked about it last week. That was amazing and brutal. I love that. <laughs> yes, but uh, way to go, MGK, for no selling the entire situation. Oh, yeah, no, every was, chance he can get. That was that was amazing. Like uh, you could see that like his fans started popping up on him on Twitter and stuff like that, just not knowing what wrestling was all about. Yeah, that was and that's that the was kind intense. of thing. I mean, that's the that's the Cindy Lauper moment kind of thing. We are we all kind of like ah MGK, jeez. But but yeah. he has an audience. And now, like you said, that audience is now a part of it. You know, I mean, I mean, how many? You know, we we talked with a few weeks ago. Somebody, uh, Dylan Bosick, he uh, kind of has this uh, Justin Bieber vibe. Got involved with the family tweeting with him, and now the absolutely insane Justin Bieber fans. Uh, and he has one hundred eighty thousand followers on mm-hmm. Twitter, and he works for our lowly IWC here in Pittsburgh, doing stuff with us. You yeah. know, I mean, that's absolutely insane. For that, but you know, but that's exactly the thing. I mean, we don't think about it because it's such a small blip when they yeah. you get those new eyeballs to WWE. But they're still looking for those opportunities. That's oh, yeah. why. That's why you have that Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar's now cro- crossover appeal. Every time The Rock comes back, he just set another freaking record with that earthquake movie. You got to be kidding me! I think everybody just thought it was the GTA movie. To be honest, um, yeah. I mean, it's called San Andreas. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And it was too. It was too soon. Too yeah. soon. They're like, what is, why is Samuel L. Jackson not in this movie? I don't remember an earthquake in this game. What the hell's going on? Oh, well, it's The Rock. Um, and we're coming off of Rock's uh, thoroughly amazing performance in Fast and Furious, which that, the last one, mm-hmm. 
was actually probably my favorite of the series next to Tokyo Drift. Because, uh, should I spoil this? Because he literally body slams an ambulance into a drone and then tears <laughs> tears the Gatling gun out of the drone and starts firing wildly in the air. Like, And I just, I stood up and clapped like where it was. Like, that's this what I want beautiful. from movies. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, that's what you came to that movie exactly, for. I right? mean, it's Fast and Furious, exactly. Um, you know what? Somebody spoiled on me the end of uh, uh, Godzilla uh, because it had a wrestling angle to it, apparently. Yeah. And uh, I finally watched it over the weekend. Still didn't, didn't didn't spoil anything for me. I still enjoyed it thoroughly. But anyways, aside from that, this came from a tough enough discussion somehow. What happened? Um, I, I messed well, up. I, 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 I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about Mad Max? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, right I, I would like to say the, the WWE has kind of changed at least the network for the live, for the new programming stuff. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not proud of it. I watched Swerve last night. I did too. I was editing the Raw wrap-up. Nice. Uh, what, what, did, what did you think of it, Sork? I, uh, we were teased for three months for that 20 minutes of this. I mean, I don't hate it. I just, the build-up yeah. was, was too much. Like, like I've seen half the stuff on the commercials. I hope this isn't like when we build up uh, Rock and Wrestling, which I found a second episode, by the way, and then I only get one 15-minute episode. Like, did we just get swerved? It, wait, did we just get swerved um, by this <laughs> by this program? Like, I hope I hope there's more to it. But, uh, I mean, it's fine. It, it's like you took Jackass, but they're taking too long to get to the point. Oh, man. Was my thing. Yeah, it, I mean, if... Which is kind of fun if you like seeing behind-the-scenes wrestling raw stuff but it's just the flow wasn't great i feel like they're not trying quite as hard because it's on wwe network it's like it's it's like beyond the the third tier cable network at this point because it's straight i mean it's straight to video i mean it's it's you you have the people already but it's more content so i mean at least it almost seems like they tried to film this over wrestlemania weekend like the whole thing it does seem like it too. Yeah, at least, at least <laughs> yeah. so far. I, I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping with that lead times, uh, you know, there is a lot more in there. Um, but I also think there's something about. I think WrestleMania is probably the biggest media day. So they have they get people to say, "Hey, go do this. Hey, go film this. Hey, we're doing this." I mean, you got to think about all those interviews they have for so many of their shows and documentaries. Now they have to do them sometime, right? And and they get celebrities because like you know how many times have you seen a celebrity on? It's like how did they get so and so on this? You know, and you realize oh he guest hosted Raw and they asked him every damn question about wrestling for any project possibly on the board that they could in the oh, amount of time yeah. they had. Uh, I don't know Jeremy Piven or somebody like that, right? So <laughs> that, I mean that's what they do. That's exactly what it is. Like, like there's there, there's a reason they have to show up to the building at like one o'clock in the middle of the day because they do everything not involving that night show. You know, that's no. how Zack Ryder gets on YouTube so often when he's not wrestling on Raw. But when he's not wrestling on Raw, like nine percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. All right, let's touch base <laughs> on that note. Hey, you know, let, go check out. Uh, you want to support the show? You want to support uh, indie wrestlers? Go check out prowrestlingtees.com/wms. Uh, you know, we'll start there. We got some great designs over there. Property of Mayhem, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, soon to be. We're hoping to have some of these. If you guys are joining us at some of the IWC and RWA shows at our merch table as well. Uh, for some of you who can't get on the interwebs to do that, which then how are you listening to this show? Who's listening to the show on CD? I want to know that. 
Do we fit on a CD anymore? I doubt it. Anyways, there's a, there's a detraction. But uh, while you're there, also go check out uh, other guys like Friends of Us, uh, DJ Z, Zima Ion, and so <laughs> many more, Matt Seidel. Uh, if they're an indie wrestler or a former WWE wrestler that maybe isn't around and maybe got a funny new name like PJ Black, uh, they're probably on there on ProWrestlingTees.com. So many promotions, other podcasts, uh, even people you're familiar with like Macho Man Randy Savage, CM Punk, whoever that is, uh, represented it very, very well on it and to be honest concerning some of the recent track, track record with some of these nxt guys way better t-shirt designs than you're seeing at wweshop.com and the wrestlers get a little higher cut than they probably did at wweshop.com so go check it out prowrestlingtees.com slash wms to get started support the show and support indie wrestling in general through the things you wear on your back so topic two Another one that I'm not quite involved with. I did not get the opportunity, unfortunately. Busy weekend uh, with uh, Ring of Honor was Friday night. Uh, something called a pay-per-view. Hmm. Pay-per-view. This is a strange concept to me these days. But understand... They cost they cost an, an exorbitant amount of money, Sorg. What, do mm-hmm. they cost $10.99? Uh, no. Slightly higher. Slightly, slightly higher. higher. Are we playing the prices right again, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> so, so, um, so, tell me about it. So, one, okay, it was, it was more than nine ninety nine. How much do people pay for this Ring of Honor Best in the World on Friday night? I, I can't remember what I paid for it, Sorg. I, I believe they're they're charging a uh, a crisp. Thirty-five dollars. That's not bad. Ooh. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Compared to what WWE used to do, that's not bad at all. And to support uh, a smaller company, I would be more willing to pay that. To be honest, if I, I think I don't know if you can watch. I'm sure you can watch it on iPay-Per-View too. It's probably cheaper. Though. Oh yeah, um, there's actually uh, you guys we're we're available on an app. This is a good time to mention this. Uh, we should be. I think we're online now with new episodes. Uh, at least some of the older ones are there. Uh, there's an app called Flips with three P's. Um, you can actually buy a pay-per-view on there and send it to your Chromecast uh, or watch online. You know, uh, uh, they had actually I discovered them first with Wrestle Kingdom earlier in the year. They carried that. Apparently, nice. they're carrying the Ring of Honor pay-per-views, not just the i pay-per-views. I think just the straight pay-per-views and also uh, the TNA ones as well. So if you're a cord cutter like me, you do have an opportunity to partake in these in legal means, people out there. Um, but anyways, uh, but no, no, there's definitely an opportunity to support, you know, Ring of Honor, for instance, maybe some other, they may have some other oddball things on there as well. Go, go look that, go look that up. But anyways, so how was the show? I understand some familiar names were included in this show. Matt? That, 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 that is Mike? true. Mike? Yes. That is true. Okay. Um, I believe, uh, uh, Mr. Donovan Dijak was, uh, in the opener. Okay. Which was fantastic. Um, Dalton Castle was on there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Uh, they, 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 there was almost a friend of the show in every match, Sork. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be real about it. They're almost. It's amazing that it's amazing you can buy a pay per view. We're like, I know that guy, um, but uh, but that's that's great. So, how was the show in general? Like, you know, especially compared recently with uh, our NXT takeovers and our WWE battlegrounds or whatever the heck we're watching this month. Um, how how did this compare in general? It had a great second half. Second half. It really? had a, it had a great second half of the like the last three to four matches were really fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I'm not 
huge into Ring of Honor yet. Mm-hmm. But the la- the last couple of matches I thought were really good. The first ones were a little slow to me. I I thought the uh, I I kind of I kind of feel where you're coming from there, Mike. Uh, I thought everything from the triple threat number one contenders match on mm-hmm. was just almost pure gangbusters from there on out. Mm. But that's not to slight on on the star of the card. I thought, I mean, I, hey, friend of the show, I thought Dalton Castle versus Silas Young was awesome. And it's just like that perfect, perfect matchup between, you know, Party Peacock and, you know, what, what, what's the Silas? Uh, the last, the last, the last real man. Real man. Oh, I, like, I like him too. Anyway, yeah, that was a good showing. I really want to talk about um, that main event because... The Battle of the Jays was well, for, spectacular. For, fill me in. What were these other matches? What was the three-way you were mentioning? What's, what's the uh, kind of the top of the card that that, that kind of uh, uh, really got you guys going uh, before you get into the main event? All right. Uh, the the the, uh, the three-way for the number one contendership was Moose versus Roderick Strong versus Michael Elgin. Hmm. Um, and, uh, y- you know... I don't see a lot of Roderick Strong, and I haven't watched a lot of his matches, you know, in, in the past. But like, there's this like groundswell of buzz for Roddy Strong right now. Like, he's having just incredible matches. I hear all these great things about what he's doing in PWG, and he's still kicking ass in ROH, and he is unattached to ROH at this point. But he won the n- number one contenders match, so that's um, it was it was a pretty awesome match. Even Michael Elgin looked impressed me in this match, and usually I'm like, I'm I'm over it. But oh, what do you yeah. think, Mike? Elgin's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm not generally a fan of Roderick Strong, but I really liked him in this match. Uh, I was a little disappointed that Moose didn't get, especially after taking his first loss on TV this week. But the way that they did it, I understand why uh, Moose is apparently going to be entering into a feud with Cedric Alexander, who is now accompanied by a friend of the show, Veda Scott. So it should be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Let me try to what, think of what came after that. Oh, one. oh the six man tag. The six man yeah, tag. We gotta, gotta talk about the six man tag. The kingdom of uh, Bennett, Taven, Bennett, and, Taven and, um, Adam Cole, baby, Adam Cole, baby, and Maria in their corner versus the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, and AJ Styles. Ooh. Like oh. th- this was, this was. I, I will not put this over the main event, but this was the number two match of the night. The only crazy. The only, Oh my god, it was it was ballistic. It was absolutely yeah. ballistic. The only thing about this match that I wasn't too keen on was why did we have to have a three on one against Maria Canellis? Well, Mike, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I know you're a little bit miffed about that, but I, I think it's time for you to stop a, top, stop trying to apply your, your your slanted WWE watching morality onto other professional wrestling programs. I you think know, it's time for Maria other Canales wrestling programs to, hey, to start doing that, though. Hey, my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut, all right? <laughs> no, 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 no. wrong show, wrong show, wrong show. Maria Canellis wants to simultaneously take a Pele kick and two super kicks at the same time. And she could do that. And she also delivered a super kick of her own, Mike. She had it coming. Probably not, but it's unbelievable. <laughs> Listen, Maria. Uh, Matt, 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 uh, this is for future reference. The she-had-it-coming defense never works out too well. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Got me again. Yes. All right. But otherwise, the match was fantastic. Um, so many super kicks. Uh, they did an indie, 
an indie taker passed off into a Styles Clash for the finish, which was amazing. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> they, did amazing. A, um, they did a... They um, did j- Just one other part of the match that I think is worth... I wanted to mention. They did a uh, setup for a triple dive, a, a triple plancha over the top rope. The, the, the Bullet Club is, is the ones doing the plancha. The Kingdom, all three of them dodge the plancha. All three... Bullet Club members land on their feet on the outside and eat stereo super kicks mm-hmm. from the kingdom. Just, yeah, you got to see some of this stuff to believe it. And it's yes, it's completely choreographed. And yes, no one's selling anything. But you know oh, what? Of course not. It's freaking awesome. You know, it is the only match of the show that really kind of pushed it that far. The only person that sold in that match was Maria. <laughs> the only person that sold in that match was Maria. That was That's literally nice. the only person. Uh, that was good stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of three-on-one at the end with Adam Cole kind of just getting mercilessly beat up. But that was a lot of – that was a storyline. That was a storyline function there um, because, uh, yeah, Adam Cole ended up alone versus the entire Bullet Club at the end and hung in there for much longer than than you would expect him to. They probably should (laughs) have. But and still got blamed for Maria getting the the triple kick. Of course. Naturally. Yeah, it happens. Um, Let me see. Next match. Two more matches. The tag team um, match of the tag team the titles, The Addiction and Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. This one, Mike, this one didn't quite click for me like the other ones did. Although, Christopher Daniels' entrance gear was a sight to see. He was rocking like, he, he was dressed like a general sorg. Ooh. He yes. looked like damn Mussolini well, coming out. Well, that's because he is the ring general. The ring general? It's perfect. Yes. Uh, and also, their wrestling gear uh, was Venom. They, they both dress like Venom, so I called them the symbiotic addiction for the entire match. Nice. Because I love me some Kaz and Daniels. <laughs> and then you sprinkle in a little Chris Saban at the end, and mwah! Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, Kyle O'Reilly is another guy. He's like Roddy Strong right now, where he's got, you could feel like the buzz starting to build for Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he's still in an awesome tag team, but man, I got this, you get this feeling that O'Reilly's ready to break off and start to do his own cool things. All right, main event, Mike. Oh, the J-Off. Battle of the J's, the, the Battle of the J-Off. J-off. The J-Off. <laughs> Nigel might have well been J-Off during the match. Papa Briscoe was there. Papa Lethal was there. Mama Lethal was there. Mama Lethal was Wait, there. Wait, what? Yeah. Mama they Lethal. had the parents in the front row, and they kept cutting oh, away no. to the parents. Didn't they do a it thing? Was awesome. wait, didn't it was they... like the Olympics, Sorg. They did... kept cutting away to the parents. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like, the, the crowd was doing dueling chants for Let's Go uh, lethal, let's go, Briscoe. They were showing the parents chanting for their sons. Now, wait a minute, wait. Was this kind of like oh, I got two questions? Two questions. Okay. Uh, one was this kind of like when they would show like oh, uh, Brett and Owen's parents in, in in the crowd in WWE? And second question, um, didn't Jay Lethal's parents get beat up by Kevin Steen? I'm going old yes. school. I don't know. Yes. Okay. 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 I have a third <laughs> question. Uh, were the Briscoe was a uh, parents? Like shotgunning Keystone or Natty Light or something. Also, also, secondary question to that: number of teeth <laughs> between the know. pair of them. Number of teeth between the pair of them. I, I love those Sandy Fork people. I really do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Edge had more teeth than the entire collection of Briscoes. Oh, okay. Entire <laughs> Brisco clan. Yeah. Oh. But uh, it was it, it, my, favorite, uh, my favorite subtle part of the like, match. Wait, no, 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 sorry. I was just going to say, since you mentioned the chants, the dueling chants, the best chant of the night was Let's Go Jay. Damn it! That's what I was just going to say. I win. 
Okay, go on. Yeah, the crowd, I was like, okay, crowd, you can chant that for the whole match. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd pretty be awesome. okay with Let's Go Jay. Uh, but yeah, the match was amazing. Like, the build-up to it was really, really fun. They had a nice video package beforehand with Jay Lethal saying that he was the one that built up the TV title, whereas the world title made Jay Briscoe. Uh, it was it was a really, really good back and forth. And, oh, my God. Like, And eventually they kind of pulled the Seth Rollins where Jay Lethal had to do it on his own because yeah, the entire House of Truth was eliminated from ringside. Nice. Yeah, nice. and I loved Lethal's reaction to that because Lethal – this is like within the first minute of the match, the referee throws out either Dijak or... Um, uh, Dijak and Diesel. He threw them both. Dijak and Diesel. And, and Carino very smartly gets on the... is doing the color, and he's like, oh, it's a rookie mistake. He, he, he moved too soon. He shouldn't have done that. He, he made a rookie mistake. And anyway, they get sent out, and Lethal's acting like they had this devious plan to screw Briscoe, <laughs> and it was it had just crumbled and fallen apart. It was fantastic. Yeah, and then eventually uh, it was Nigel McGuinness who got rid of Truth Martini too, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, and uh, it just, there was there was just so many like Jay Lethal got up from a Jay Driller through a table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did a Jay Driller through the table. Um, and you know what else can you say? I mean, uh, they, they just went home in spectacular fashion. Yeah. And I didn't know this, but apparently Jay Briscoe had been unpinned for, like, over a year. Mm-hmm. And they said he'd been unpinned for two years. Yeah, and, uh, well, that changed. Uh, <laughs> it did. Because Jay Lethal, the former Black Machismo, is now the Ring of Honor dual champion. I gotta say, though, I got, you know, that's where Ring of Honor really... And how did that feel? You guys are not long-time, really dedicated Ring of Honor watchers. But knowing that, I mean, Ring of Honor is very, very tight on, on belt switches like this, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you don't see something happen within two months even, it seems. Like, Red Dragon had those belts forever. We haven't even seen Bobby Fish in IWC in over a year and a half. And he had the belts for a while before that, Right. Um, he was half of yeah. the Ring of Honor champion. So, I mean, maybe nearly two years. I mean, how does that feel versus what what we see in WWE and belts? You know, did it feel more important, even though it was a, probably a fraction of the size of a building or, or production, etc.? Uh, I think it would have felt more important if there weren't so many finisher kickouts. Uh, I, mean, Ring I, know, of Honor I, know, I know it's a common thing with Ring of Honor, but... Yes. It, I don't know. It just seems okay. a well, little... Well, you've been a part of that. You, but you know, like, we're, we're living in the age where where WWE can't have like a like like a like a monthly pay per view without having a match now, where they're right. like kicking out everyone's finisher. So right. it's it's become cliche across. It, it basically, the Ring of Honor style is taking over the wrestling slowly, and you just end up with this thing. If there's ever a match where it's appropriate, it's probably in a match like this. The problem is that it happens mm-hmm. more than you'd like. But that's a that's a wrestling. As a whole problem, that's. I, I think we're beyond that's a Ring of Honor problem, even though you know people will. Well, I mean, Lucha Underground and NXT seem to avoid it. For it's the most part. But yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough. Uh, right. That's a long time style too, and you're playing to that fan base too, and, mm-hmm. and you're doing a match for your most ardent fans, and that's what they want. That they expect a Ring of Honor match. As a longtime Jay Lethal fan, I really enjoyed seeing him get the win, though. Because I, I've liked Jay Lethal since I first saw him in TNA. 
mm-hmm. that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed seeing him get the big win. He looked really excited by it. Uh, the one thing I will say about the pay-per-view, if the fans are going to chant um, things you can't say on commentary, then don't acknowledge them. Why? Because uh, because you're just referencing like something that you can't say, and they did for every single chant. Yeah, I, I, I'll say I, I did have a nice thing to say about Carino earlier, but I thought overall the commentary was a little bit off. Um, Carino especially, and I really, really like Carino. Like, I think he's, he might be my favorite color guy, you know, other than Vampiro, brother. But I think, I I think Carino's really good, but I thought he had an off night, even though he did have some good moments here or there. But I thought Carino was kind of like, he got a little bit too inside at some points. He's talking about, oh, I I need to lay out and let this breathe, or I need to, I I think he mentioned JR at some point. It was getting weird. But, um, as as the card went on, I, I think they started to focus up a little bit more, but, uh. All it right. was the best night for the commentary. And I just, you know, it had that Ring of Honor look. And, and for me, I'm like, this is a, what would have made it feel that much bigger would have been like, I don't know, an extra set of lights, you know, <laughs> the, the classic complaints that we sometimes have with Ring of Honor production where you're like, can we just get an extra lighting graded as your biggest, you know, one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year? Can we just light it so we can just, it's, all I want to do is just see the entire outside of the ring too. Cause like they'll go out of the ring and they'll just disappear into shadows sometimes. Um, I just do stuff have to like say, that. I, I like Nigel on commentary. Mm-hmm. I like Nigel on commentary a lot. Uh, Nigel seemed to be like some. You remember sometimes when Bischoff or Vince would step in when they were in character and they would get in there to specifically push the storyline. That's what Nigel seemed like for me, and I think it was a it was a much needed uh, change to the commentary team because sometimes Kevin Kelly and Carino just blend together in my head. Mm-hmm. All right, so check it out, Ring of Honor. Support that if you're. It's the third, maybe the second. Uh, biggest indie, or not indie, but a uh, wrestling promotion out there. Uh, so, uh, not quite independent. They're owned by a corporate entity at this point. It's like Sinclair. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're on destination. Sort of, sort of yeah. over. They're number two. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Well, we'll, I don't know about that. Well, we'll fight about that later. Um, they, they, even oh, with their production values, they may get better numbers eventually combined than TNA. But, anyways, with that. Um,. Uh, with that, uh, hey, please check out our friend Slace on Broadway.com. That's what brought our friend here in the door. Hi. Hey-o. What's up, Chance? What up, buddy? Hey. How's that gonzo pizza or the pepperoni? What would you partake in I over did. there? Pepperoni. I'm not really. Pepperoni. Yeah, You're not, not experimenting. Yeah. Like, they tossed us an extra one. We had a little bit going on. But you were in the neighborhood. You checked it out. Exactly. We, we got you in here for pizza and for talk some wrestling. Yeah. So uh, check them out, SliceOnBroadway.com. They've been supporting uh, Pittsburgh Podcasting with Preparing Pizza for well over a year here uh, amongst uh, all of our shows here on Tuesday nights at SorgatronMedia.com, uh, live.SorgatronMedia.com. You know, we have a lot of guests come in. This is an opportunity to get people. I think it always works better when there's a body in the studio uh, to, wor- to work with here. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that kind of show. Um, so please go check them out, SliceOnBroadway.com, slice, uh, PJ's underscore Slice on the Twitter and Slice on Broadway on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, let them know you heard about them on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. So, uh, with that, we'll be right back with the big question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is M-Dog 20, Matt Cross, international superstar, you name it, and I've been there twice. Ireland, England, Northern Ireland, Australia, Colombia, Egypt, France, Italy, Spain, Switzerland, Austria, are you kidding me? 
This guy's been all over the place. And if there's one thing I like, if there's a couple things that I like, it's chicken breast, it's the internet, and it's DNA wrestling. Thank you, everybody. You are checking out the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Thanks. Hey guys, we're back. It's the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and it is that time for the biggest of big questions, and the man with the biggest is uh, Papa Lunchbox. Wait. Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I am I am so full of questions that are so large that I have to get them out. That's why we started this segment on this show. I am bursting at the seams with questions, specifically questions about professional wrestling. Last week on the show, we talked about who, when removed from the picture, would uh, uh, WWE benefit from the most, having mm-hmm. this person gone. I'm going to turn that around a little bit. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors going around about uh, Dolph Ziggler leaving the company, and there always seems to be these rumors somewhere in the background about Dolph moving on to greener pastures, as you know, most people have always been a Dolph Ziggler, always been Dolph Ziggler fans from the beginning. So my question is... Uh, Dolph Ziggler aside, who in the WWE would benefit most from leaving? Hmm. And we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about like people that like Uh, they could go flourish in TNA. They could go flourish in ring of honor indies in general. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I mean, or even just retire, even just, you know, wrap, like wrap up their careers, hang it up, just whatever next chapter in their life would be more beneficial from sticking around WWE. Mm -hmm. And uh, personally, I have to put in my vote for Cesaro. I think that he's not getting, he's not getting the attention that he deserves. And we know that he's a sensation on the Indies. He was, uh, previously, and I think he can be again. So um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, that's the way he's got to go. Most recently, before going in as a tag team guy too, with uh, Chris Hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, could you imagine him coming up, Ring of Honor, just going nuts with him? Yeah, that, that yeah, be insane, absolutely insane. Yeah. He's so much, and he is so much better than when he was on uh, Ring of Honor before. Yeah, like him, uh, him and Hero tearing up in like Japan would be instead of Cabana, or maybe with a third with trios with Cabana, mm-hmm. trios with Cabana. Mm-hmm. As far as the Made in America or reunite the King, Kings of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, just the Kings of Wrestling where you know, would just be insane. Oh yeah, no, of course. And there's so many more opportunities for him out there than there was previous. You know, with the mm-hmm. rise of Lucha Underground, oh, Ring of Honor's getting Lucha its resurgence and everything like that. I mean, some there's there's uh, more places than ever for him to get exposure. Some Swedish flair for Lucha Underground. Oh man! Oh man! But if we're talking about Lucha Underground, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna throw Bray Wyatt in there. Really? Yeah. Oh my God! Bray Wyatt Lucha Underground would be amazing. That would be, that would tear it up because he's he's all character. Like yes. at this point, like he's gassed when he's doing regular matches. But if you let him do crazy stuff, like he he can go. Like he he's been able to go since day one. But it's just that he's he's a big guy and he does weird things. Which WWE doesn't know what to do with at all. Lucha Underground thrives with that. Like they oh my love God. that you stuff. You just made me want to see Bray Wyatt versus Mil Martes. Oh man, that'd be amazing. All day, every day. He would just be straight <laughs> killing people. Yeah, like him and uh, him and Johnny Mundo would just be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we did. We see uh, Morrison versus uh, Husky Harris or anything or no? No, I think Morrison was gone by then. Oh dang. If they did, he, I mean, it was like a Husky Harris job match, I'm sure. Yeah, a dark know. match or something. I mean, that, or even like when he was like Nexus or something like that. It just, they just didn't do anything point. with him, period. So, wow. Yeah, because it was like him and, uh, him and, um, um, Axel 
Yeah. Whatever. But he was it wasn't he just Joe Hennig not Hennigan or uh, No, he was um Michael McGillicuddy. Oh Michael McGillicuddy. Thank you for getting rid of that name. Holy crap. <laughs> he didn't want to be he didn't want to be his father's son though. I get that, but why are you the long lost son of Beulah? Yeah, that's although that is <laughs> arguably a little bit better for me. I'm not gonna lie it's to you. A little bit believable, at yeah. least, you know. So uh, a wacky dude, yeah. <laughs> to the wacky dude. Um, you know, I I like to think. I don't know if I want to go this direction with it. You know, obviously Xavier Woods is one guy I look at, but I think he's doing much better for being in WWE. We saw what TNA had in store for him, yeah. uh, and he's been around the Indies and such. So, uh, you know, I'll go. What would? Jeez, and I, th- I think I think everybody in the New Day is in the best position they've ever been in their careers. Oh yeah, no personally. doubt. But yeah. um, so I, I don't really, you know, this for he's in a kind of a bad spot or anything like that. But Kofi has been a lo- around for so long, and obviously he wouldn't be Kofi anymore. I think the name kills it. He could use an Axel uh, kind of rebranding sort of situation yeah. there to become maybe a serious wrestler, or something like that. Because a guy can go. I, I could- think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I'm going to be that weird guy. I would like to see him in Japan. I'd like to see him in New Japan. Well, he'll be in Japan. Well, shopping to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, no, of course. But <laughs> he has a he has a chance of winning that. You guys, WWE is believable. No, um, but yeah, put him in New Japan. Put him like in a mask or something. Like just make him not recognizable because yeah, he can go, and he is more no. than just all like, you have to do. Shave his head. That's possible. He's been the dude with the Jamaican dreads for for. Six years, but he's named after a city in Jamaica. He's more than pogoing to the ring in like an office chair, and that's just (laughs) weird. (laughs) At least not coming out on lawnmowers like Mexicals, because you know that's what you do when you got the top Mexican stars of the last ten years. No, let's put them on lawnmowers. You act like Chavo when you come out with a golf cart. Ah, Kerwin White. Just why? Why did that happen? That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm hurting. Somebody give me an answer that makes me feel better. Matt, do you have anything? Jeez, uh, Sorg, I'm having a hard time because there are people who I think could really benefit and people who I think their stock right now could be any higher for them to jump out there into the into the world. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my crazy answer next, but I, I think it's time for Wade Barrett to leave. WWE. I agree with you fully. For, for, I think that'd be best for all of us. Most importantly, my heart. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you know, I think I think Wade's style would translate very nicely to New Japan against some of those, uh, I guess those, some of those heavyweights. Um, I think it could work out. Wade's pretty smooth in the ring. I think he could do very well in New Japan. I don't think he'd have a lot of options on the Indies or anything like that. That's the only reason I I get kind of hesitant because like. He's just not that prototypical indie darling, but I, I, I'm just tired of watching him lose, Sorg, and I don't know if I can take it anymore. I definitely, um, <laughs> I want to see him against Takata. Like, I would love to see that. Uh, against, just have a huge bluster off where they wear capes and just come to the ring and be weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm bluster on board. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Just wearing capes. <laughs> <laughs> wearing capes, being weird. There we go. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I, I got an off-field wall answer because I don't think this guy's stock is ever going to be – can get much higher than it is right now in WWE. If Kevin Owens walked out of WWE tomorrow <laughs> – Oh, jeez. 
He would make wherever he walked into. Yeah, he would be a kingmaker. I'm sure he's being very well compensated for his time right now in WWE, but Mm -hmm. if he walked out the door tomorrow, he'd make AJ Styles look like jump change. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Is that everybody's answer there, Lynn? No, I'm... Are you still working on one? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? I, Sheamus, um, he's young enough where he can still make a career in another uh, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd be gangbusters in ROH. Really? Yeah, I think he would be because I think he would already be able to come in there better on the microphone than most of the other guys they have there. And he is a hard-hitting wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very stiff. Like, that's one thing you can say about Sheamus. If you throw him in the ring with like a Cesaro or a Barrett, or there, there's there's going to be a lot of just guys pounding the crap out of each other. After last night, I'm back to uh, being in favor of just watching Roman Reigns and Sheamus punching each other for two segments. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. cool. I'm just okay with that yeah. right now, now at this point. Picture that, but with Jay Briscoe. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd be like a. Spiky-haired Nigel McGinnis. Or him like, and... Uh, really- oh! Him and Roe would be amazing. Oh, my God, Jeez. yeah. Sheamus and Roe? Yeah. Please, give me an Iron Man match of that. That'd okay, so, so I'm imagining, Mike, I'm, I'm remembering back to that first Ring of Honor show we went to with the four-way that had uh, Nigel, Claudio, uh, Daniel, Daniel uh, Bryan, whoever his name was there, and uh, and so, now Seth Rollins. Um, wow, I'm so mixing the names on this one. Yeah. Uh, but they were in a four-way main event for the title, and I just remember that was the first time I really saw Nigel McGuinness and just how he just completely obliterated people with clotheslines. Yeah. Just, uh-huh. like, just uh, you got me going on seeing Sheamus at the Nigel McGuinness then level. Mm-hmm. Um, t- I, I so many punching and clotheslines! I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm sold on this. Fire Sheamus tomorrow, right. WWE! Sorg, Sorg, Seamus versus Moose. <gasps> I, oh, no, I'm not man. sold on Moose yet. I'm not sold on Mu- okay, Moose. Okay. I, I just see him squash the crap out of people on TV. I, yeah. I, I, like, I haven't seen like a pay-per-view caliber match from him or anything like that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, but, uh, I'll believe you. Threat. I'll believe you. If you you're telling me that, that that would be <laughs> amazing on that level on Ring of Honor. Like, Ring of Honor isn't just tiny guys. They got some meatheads oh, no. that do some pretty insane stuff. Um, but they, they they really push the limits, and I really like that. So. All right, I've got two more, and I'm just going to throw this out to everybody because, one, we need a challenge. We need somebody that would probably improve going to TNA, and I think that's Heath Slater because he's <laughs> You think he would get the Derek Bateman treatment? Um, he wouldn't get the Derek Bateman treatment, but he'd be doing something that 90% of the roster is very terrible at, and that is selling mm-hmm. and actually having a character. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think WWE needs him more than he needs them at this point. Like he, I feel he, I feel Heath would get rockstar spotted in TNA. That's I fair. can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I, you know, and I think I think guys like that, you see them again all over. I was watching a little bit, like some they showed some clips from JBL Cole show, and like Heath Slater and and other kind of guys you don't see on TV a lot. 
And you look at those and see the fun they have and see how entertaining they are in that aspect. Yeah. That's why those... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.